<laughs> I think it's going. I need to get it too. Yeah, I'm reading black screen. Yeah, it's going. You good? Yeah. Yeah, we're good. All right. Um, okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Come do that. Four, three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to the bar, Casper. The bar gets a little lower every week. And Priest isn't here, so I have to be just as shitty as he is. Have I, lo have I lowered my standards enough, Milk? Uh, 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 uh. I, I like Cadence, even though she's trash. How that? You have our usual bar casters here tonight. I'm a non-pencil, and there's Milk. Hi. Enigmatic, enigmatic otaku. I'm the bar. Ravage. And Ravage. Oh, you cut out. Oh, it um. starts. It begins. <laughs> oh, shit. And, of course, we have our guest here today, uh, an author who actually is going through some pretty good success right now. Horizon. Oh, oh, am I live? Uh, wow, I haven't even poured my penalty shot yet. Hey! It begins. Yeah. Uh, as you know, we are a, an entirely user-submitted podcast where all of our viewers will go onto our fanfiction group and submit questions, and we will ask the questions to our guests and make them miserable, no matter how horrible those questions may be. Uh, we also have a drinking word where... And yes, we will be drinking. And the drinking word of the day is changeling. So whenever you hear our guests say changeling, we all drink together because that's the kind of camaraderie we share. I'll also be keeping a slight chat today, but because I'll be asking some questions because Priest is a shit and he's in Chicago being even more shit because <laughs> Blackhawks suck. Um, you know, I'm going to have to take over. So y'all are fucked. I'm sorry. If I cut out, I'll have to pass it off to Milk or God forbid Enigma. So, because I don't care about our standard questions, uh, I guess we're going we to jump standards? right in. Oh, yeah, right? Uh, sometimes yeah. we have standard questions like, oh, well, I know one of them off the top of my head. What got you into the fandom? Um, a role-playing game, actually. I, uh, um, I got uh, dragged into a uh, My Little Pony play-by-post uh, play uh, uh, RPG, basically. Um, Back in the days of Dungeons and Dragons, uh, uh, this was like season two, I think. Dungeons and Dragons fourth edition, I think, was the big thing back then. And um, one of my online friends uh, said we should run a Dungeons and Dragons fourth edition game, and uh, because and and I said because it is the you know most insane possible crossover i will uh, I will run this game if we can actually make it a My Little Pony game and. Uh, <laughs> We actually did. Uh, the fourth edition D&D, of course, is uh, um, kind of notorious for basically being the tabletop version of just like, you know, opening up Diablo 2. Uh, you're, you're, it's basically all combat all the time, and that is very much not a pony thing, and yet somehow it somehow managed to work, and uh, it sort of got me stuck here for good. Oh, that's actually not a bad way to get into things. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Should I have ended by saying, all right? Because that's what Priest does every time? All right. Yeah. Damn, all right, all right, all right. 
So the other question I can remember from our standard list is uh, really basic. Why don't you uh, give us a little introduction of what you do for the fandom now and uh, who you are? Well, um, uh, people just tuning in might uh, uh, recognize my name from the feature box where uh, the story that uh, I just released uh, is uh, currently sitting up top. But uh, um, the main thing that I'm actually known for is working with the Royal Canterlot Library, uh, royalcanterlotlibrary.net, or the uh, film fiction site posts where we do a, a one interview per week. Uh, uh, sort of getting exposure to uh, authors of, uh, you know, really awesome stories. And uh, I'm also a, a longtime member of the Write-Off Association, which is uh, started out as a, a monthly pony competition and sort of branched out. So uh, right now it is, uh, uh, it, it's switching back and forth between uh, My Little Pony uh, writing competitions and original fiction writing competitions, uh, which I think is an awesome thing because it, uh, gives people who may want to feel their way into sort of transitioning from fanfic onto, you know, something, uh, you know, bigger and potentially more lucrative, uh, uh, you know, a path to sort of start uh, practicing those skills and getting some feedback on the writing. And I think that's a really good thing to point out. Um, and uh, can anyone just join this group? Yeah, uh, it's actually just a website, uh, writeoff.me. Uh, there's a fem fiction group as well, although it's a little bit less active because most of the stuff takes place over on the website itself. Um, and it, uh, if you go to the website, it, you just can check out the uh, schedule of events at the top and uh, register for an account, and you can get notifications for when the next pony competition or original fiction competition or whatever it is that you're interested in is coming up. And that's something uh, I recommend to our viewers. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we'll start with a question from the chat, actually. And it's from uh, David Silver. All right. And the question is, are you a planned writer or a discovery writer? In the sense, do you plan things out in advance, or do things kind of happen spontaneously? Um, well, uh, it's a good question, because I think that's one of the uh, major uh, divisions that you see between uh, between fan fiction writers and uh, the uh, actually bad horse I think uh, uh, recently put up a, a fairly interesting blog post about that although I'd have to you know go and double check for that uh, to try and drop a link in but uh, as far as me personally uh, I consider myself more on the seat of pants sort of the spectrum but uh, I, I definitely see that as a spectrum if you uh, I mean I, I don't think anybody, uh, you know, really 100% plans out to the extent that, uh, you know, they know exactly what each line of dialogue is going to be before they write it, because if they do that, then they're just writing the story as, the, as their outline and then just sort of, you know, copy and paste it into their story and they're done. But uh, um, in terms of the amount of planning that I do, uh, I look at it more like a sort of analogy where you are um, you're walking through a wilderness and it's your job to guide the reader who's sort of hanging out with you and take them on a path from one place to another. And uh, the people who do more planning are the people who look at the map before they even start and sort of, you know, plot out the route that they're going to use to go cross country. Um, the people who see the pants just basically start plunging into the underbrush and just sort of discover cool things along the way. Uh, I tend to be more of a sort of a landmark 
style writer where I plan out a couple of specific points that I want to hit. And then I start looking at the terrain once I approach it and figure out what the most interesting approach is going to be, but I still sort of know where I'm, where I'm going to be going. Um, I don't, I can't like completely, uh, pants it because, uh, I mean, to me, that leaves stories feeling like they're uh, a little bit, uh, you know, meandering. But uh, at the same time, I hate the idea of uh, pre-outlining because uh, editing is about my least favorite thing. I, I can understand that. I'm actually really similar when it comes to the landmark style. Like, I haven't heard it put that way, and I think that's a really good way of putting it. I describe, so. I describe it more as building a bridge with certain uh, main parts that you have to build towards. You... Yeah, your headset's been a little weird. Uh, technical difficulties. It wouldn't be the broadcast without technical difficulties. And now that we've said serious questions... change links. Oh, there it goes! <laughs> oh, God, the champagne is bad. Um, now that we've moved on from me having my normal happy, oh, everything's professional voice, let's start asking you some real hard-hitting questions that our viewers want to know. Are you ready? Oh, sure. I mean, how much worse can it get? We're just talking about writing plotting, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, go for it. From Mobile Sam, and the question is, how do you feel about potatoes? Oh, man, right to the heart of the issues, huh? Um, I think that potatoes should all die in a fire. They're much more tasty that way. <gasps> oh, okay, I was like... <laughs> you are not for potatoes. All of my German and Irish and Scottish ancestry is angry at you right now. Oh, I was going to be so angry with you. No, we're, we're okay now. We're okay. I don't have to worry. Okay. It's fine. Right. Um, questions? Um, although I will say, no, I, I, I have opinions. Yes. I, I do have opinions that uh, um, uh, potatoes should not be used in alcohol. Uh, and I'm, I'm saying this with a bottle of bacon vodka on my desk, and I'm pretty much saying this because I have a bottle of bacon vodka on my desk. Um, vodka, for some reason, I mean, I, I can, I can hold my liquor pretty well, uh, with pretty much anything else, but, uh, you know, stick vodka in front of me and I will regret it the next morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I, I humbly disagree most, mostly because if you want to give somebody who's a pussy and doesn't like to drink alcoholic flavored things a drink, the easiest way for you to do it is put vodka in it. Isn't that right, Enigma? Uh, sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Babby. So, uh, so, man, I, I was just, I was getting all ready to disagree, and now, now you're just saying that you know vodka is a, a, a pussy drink, and I, I guess that actually speaks more highly of me. I can't really argue with that, can I? No, no, I think, I think vodka is a pussy drink. It's, it's that, it's that simple. Unless you're drinking like the good, strong, actual from Russia stuff with a Russian, in which case you just nod your head and you say "da" and you drink. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we have a question from the chat uh, for everyone in the broadcast, and I think it's an appropriate one. Oh, you see a small, cute changeling wanting a hug. Do you hug it or run from it? Or guest first. So for those of you who didn't hear the question, uh, you hear you see a small, cute changeling. Uh, sorry, uh, what was that? Uh, I'm, man, I, I can't even see this text in the chat. How are you? Small, cute changeling wanting a <laughs> hug. Uh, would you hug it or run from it? Um, yeah, so what would people do with the changeling? 
Where's the option where you get to run it over with your car? I will cut you. I will absolutely try, cut you. What the fuck? Try, try wiping that off with the windshield. I wouldn't want to. You want to know why? Because I wouldn't hit a changeling with my fucking car. I'd hit that, but not with a car. Okay? Jesus. God. Uh, I'd hug it. So there. What about you guys? You know, hugging it doesn't feel very comfortable. Aren't they all chitin'? Unless you're saying it right. Enigma, if it had tits, would you hug it? Chitin tits. I've never thought of this before. Hmm. <laughs> Rav, would you hug it? No. Yeah, well, chitin tits, you know, the I, I would say the, the jiggle physics on that is going to be a, a lot simpler than usual. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 like a, it's like a mannequin. It's like ye old Lara Croft tits. The really old ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right. All right. Well, and of course, Horizon, would you hug it? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Do I have to answer this? I'm, I was just taking notes. Uh, don't mind me. I, uh, which one, which <laughs> yes, one of you were the... Which ones of you were the uh, the, the loves again? Yeah, the, the hugs again? And milk. No one else. Okay. Well, you're the ones that get to hang out with me in the uh, in the in the secret happy place after the uh, uh, podcast. Woo! Said, wait. <laughs> that that sounds. Yeah. Yeah. As for me, uh, you know, clearly the correct answer is to run from it because uh, changelings are dangerous and uh, um, uh, yeah. But uh, if you're gonna do that, you know, hug it first. Just you know, uh, how'd you bats? So perfect. So basically, if you fell into the gorilla pit, you'd hug the gorilla before Malzia death. Sure. Wouldn't you? First, you have to sign language at it. Please don't kill me and cross your fingers. Well, don't cross your fingers. That means something else in sign language. Fuck. Questions from Famous Last Words. How's that sound? Oh, God. Am I, am I silent again? Fuck. Fuck. No, I can hear you. That is good. Ass. What would you say is your biggest creative influence in writing? Is it other fics, music, movies, what? Um, uh, crack. Crack? Honestly, crack, crack, I, crack, crack. I, no, I, the, the problem is that uh, I look at canon and I, uh, I see canon, I see like the weird little holes and just, what inspires me to write is when I get an idea that by all rights should just not work and trying to actually take it seriously and make something good out of it. Um, that's actually how my uh, fic, uh, my, my first big fic, uh, Fugue State, uh, came about. Uh, that was the one that I got in the, um, the Pony Fiction Vault for. Uh, when the... Uh, which season was that with the uh, with the um, the season closer with the um, uh, seven different songs? Was that season three, season four, when Twilight changed? I think that was the end I of think three. three. End yeah. of three, yeah. So the end of season three, when we had the episode that was the musical episode with seven songs in a row, uh, I took a look at that and said, okay, so now I want to know how, you know, what, what, what does it imply if... Uh, 
the musicals are literally a thing that is happening instead of just some sort of animation conceit. And I ended up writing a story about uh, Lyra and Bon Bon, background ponies and the songs, dealing with this wave of seven songs running through town. I know of the story, and actually a lot of our years or two, I will add that to our so you can find it there if you have not read it. The Barcast now has it in the folder for our guest highlighted stories of which there is about it. Uh, we have questions now from Tumer, which I'm saying Mayor anyway, even though it's Mer, get fucked. Uh, the first thing they say is boop. Then they have questions for Hawaiian, which I'm assuming is you, Horizon. Okay. And the questions are, you are naked in Equestria for exactly 16 hours, and you have a raging boner the entire time. Ignore the repercussions of an erection lasting longer than four hours. Fuck you, doctor. You don't get to tell me how aroused I should or shouldn't be. Maybe <laughs> I want to lose my dick due to blood clots. You don't fucking know me. However, you cannot achieve orgasm, and you go limp whenever you attempt to have sex or engage in any remotely sexual activities. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's a bit. It sounds like a bit of a catch twenty-two. So, you, you, uh, if if you want to have sex, you can't, and if you don't want to have sex, then you walk around with a raging boner. Am I getting this right? What do you do? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think the best way to split the difference is to find a lot of ponies who want to have sex and give them, uh, you know, blowjobs or uh, um, uh, cunnilingus and, uh, you know, then just, you know, 16 hours later, go home and have the longest possible masturbation session uh, and try and get it all out of your system. I, I think I'm missing the other. The, yeah, I, I'm all about the practicality. So you know. So the first thing I would naturally do is go to rarities and get it a hat. Same. <laughs> like a, a little, a little cock hat. Yeah, like a little World War II helmet. Oh no, no, no! I, mean, I gotta get it, but like a bright, colorful pimp hat and like have rarity dress it up. Definitely, maybe get maybe get a coat to match or something. <laughs> You could tell the ponies that how high how high it's standing represents status in your culture. <laughs> ponies like emotionally and mentally too. You could totally do that. Uh, I should probably move on from this question now. Is there any story that you regret writing or posting? Um, man, that that would imply that I like post stories that I regret. Uh, yeah, I know I. Um, I, the, the thing is that I tend, I, I'm kind of my own worst enemy. I have this inner editor that just like is strangles me every time I try to do something without quality standards. And uh, I, I, this may seem strange to people who look at some of my troll fix, but uh, I mean, even those go through several reading passes and I make it the best damn troll fic that I can. So I mean, by the time that I've actually decided to post something, I'm light years past the regret stage, honestly. Um, and uh, it, it, honestly, the, 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 most, the, the thing that I regret the most is uh, not getting a lot of my stories posted that have been really well received over in the write-offs. And I look at them and say, there are like five things that I need to fix. And I sit down and start pulling apart for editing. And then I uh, end up losing my attention and they never end up going anywhere. I have 
like a graveyard of stories on my hard drive that I just need to start going through one by one. I'm pretty sure that I'm going to get murdered by at least six different people at uh, BronyCon if I don't have time enough for love uh, posted by then because it just recently passed its one-year anniversary, uh, one-year non-postingversary. Oh, wow. When you're at BronyCon, you'll have to come say hi. I will be trouncing around like an idiot in costumes. So that'll be fun. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, uh, I am going to be uh, at BronyCon. I will be on a panel about um, the, making the transition from writing pony fiction to writing original fiction. Uh, Augie Dog and Book Player and I will be, uh, will be rolling through that. And then uh, for most of the rest of the time, I'm probably going to be hanging out in Quilts and Sofas. Uh, yeah, keep an, eye, keep an eye open for uh, pictures of Fluttershy vomiting and you'll know I've been there. All right. Questions. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. would you have a threesome? If if you could have a threesome with any two ponies, which of Flurry Hearts poles would you fuck while double fisting pumpkin cake? Um, whew. that I mean uh, that gets in, that gets into weird size issues. I mean. You know, again, you have to sort of go for practicality, although I suppose you could go for style points. Uh, I mean, does do you still have the hat? Well, I mean, you could wear a flurry heart as a hat, just saying. Um, it's an option. Well, that, that would probably work better if you were a, uh, um, if, if you were a unicorn, I think, though. And uh, I am clearly not a changeling uh, because I, uh, you know, I'm a pegasus and always a pegasus. Thank you for that. Uh, I think that's I think that's a a, a, fa a fair answer. You know, you know. Um, of course, Flurry Heart is garbage. We all know this. That's so fine. Hmm. Oh, actually, wait a second. Uh, what is is this like actual Flurry Heart or like aged up Flurry Heart? Because then that makes a pretty significant difference. You know, it, knowing this, knowing the person who posted it, I'm fairly certain the assumption is that they are babies because we all have sex with fillies. Okay. So this is this is a terrible pony question. Then okay, so I I, I stand by my answer. <laughs> and by the way, I, I meant you could wear a flurry heart as a dick hat. Just that that's what I was Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, on that sexual note, would you rather suck tree hugger's dick or get fucked by rarity's dick? No, oh, I'm a switch rarity. Yeah, I'm pretty sure tree hugger never bathes. So ready for that snappy answer. <laughs> There's that too, yeah. Also, rarity. It's uh, all natural, I... man. Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna move on. Oh, to everyone. Excuse me. Excuse me. Let me say it right. Well, see, the thing is that I mean, if you start getting analytical about this, yeah. uh, the the implications of rarity having a dick is that you are in some version of Equestria that has, uh, you know, gender gender changing slash Fuda spells, uh, which implies that there is a lot more interesting things to do than just going to vanilla Equestria and meeting a filthy hippie. So, you know, there's there's that whole world building angle I, I think is uh, good to consider you got serious about the question would you be fucked by rarity perfect perfect you're gonna fit right in here all right um so we have a question to let me try to say it again evergrunk they ask please rate my oc his name is prince dark heart soul he is one quarter human and one quarter jewish and one quarter changeling and one quarter <laughs> pony he is the son of chrysalis nightmare moon and sombra 
He is a bearer of the element of darkness and is immune to magic. He's a very tragic backstory and it makes him super attractive to females. He can't love them back because he's so tragic, the Rainbow Dash. And there is, I'm gonna post a picture of him behind the counter. There you go. Okay, well, I'm right now gonna tell you I think that is a one out of 10 because it's not Shadow Blade. Nice try. Like if all if all of the mayors that Shadow Blade impregnated like gave birth at once and the babies did a fusion dance, this is what it is. You know, I, I think maybe we ought to be uh, you know gentle here. Uh, I, I there may be some, the possibility for some uh, um, you know for some bonus points uh, just based on the mod main style. I mean, that's that's actually a fairly edgy OC choice. I think that's a mod main style, though. I'm pretty sure that's that's um, the depressed Pinkie Pie main mixed with a rarity main. Um, it's also limestone and a little bit of uh, uh, marble. Also, the person forgot to mention that this is like one quarter flurry heart. Because look at the size of those wings. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, what is the rating, guys? I've given a one out of ten. What do you guys got? Hmm. I have. Two out of ten. One and two. What else we got? Wow! Milk! Oh, milk, it's because you'd fuck it, right? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> a half. A half. A half out of ten. And our guess, yeah. what would you say? Um. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like I sort of have an obligation to be the nicest pony in the room, so I'll go 4.1. Oh, wow, that's the Price is Right shit right there. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Milk, if you stick your dick in that, your, your magic is going to get AIDS. Into Biohaz. Uh, anyway, next. <laughs> we have questions from Mr. Number. Legitimate question. How are you so nice? How do you do it? Why are you such a good person? I don't understand. Do you, uh, no, do you not understand how intimidating that makes you to talk to? Stop it. Um, wow. Well, I guess this is really the this is really the uh, um, the forum to be answering that on, huh? I mean, uh, <laughs> just sons uh, of bitches. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, there is something to that because I, I guess I sort of have this weird reputation of, uh, um, oh, you know, being the whole nicest guy in the room thing. Uh, it is completely not a uh, ruse to get people to, uh, you know, feed me their love, uh, because I, why would I do that? That's totally a changeling thing. Um, ah. Honestly, it's, uh, man, I should have made the drinking word, honestly, I really should have. Uh, but uh, um, it's, I, I'm not sure I can explain it above and beyond always having been sort of conflict avoidant, uh, because when you want to get along with people, you just sort of naturally try, uh, you know, not doing things that piss them off. Uh, I've learned as I've grown to sort of be willing to jump into the rough and tumble a bit. Uh, it's been an interesting growth process, but uh, uh, I mean, I am 
honestly far more introverted than any of my social appearances would make people actually think. Um, and I sort of tend to appreciate people deeply uh, rather than make a lot of broad acquaintances. And uh, part of that is just really, uh, uh, I'm trying to say niceness without using it. It's like some sort of, like it's the word that's gonna um, get slime launched down from the ceiling and oh my God, I just dated myself, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Little bit. Uh, yeah. Um, so yes, that's the thing. Uh, next question. Yay! Also, you do seem very nice. How the hell did we get you on here? Is this actually Flutter Priest doing? Uh, probably. Uh, he's probably the nicest one of us, so that makes a lot of sense, actually. Mm -hmm. There, there may okay. have been some. There may have been some discussion at the at the back at uh, uh, convention San Francisco uh, BabsCon. Uh, there may have also been some uh, coaxing from one of your previous guests. Who did it? I gotta know. Was it me? Was I drunk? Did that happen? Um. Are, are they? Are there going to be any negative repercussions? Uh, probably. I'm ready for it. Oh, it's totally Lisa's fault then, Lisa Claire. Oh, Lisa did this. Oh no, I can't be mad at Lisa. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa is my Lisa is my bestest best friend sometimes. So, uh, okay. We're questions though. I was like, if it was Enigma, there'll be negative repercussions though. Uh, so we have questions All from right. Blooms. Blooms three. So positive about the entries on the write-off. You've been positive towards several of my entries that were dumpster fires. Um, that's actually uh, sort of from experience because uh, I, I mean, people are more and less nice uh, in the write-off reviews. Uh, I, I should mention, sort of as context here, that uh, the write-off, aside from being a competition, has a very strong uh, uh, tradition of uh, reviewing each other's stories because when you go to the write-off website, you submit what you've written uh, and it shows up to everybody else anonymously. And so the stories are evaluated by your fellow authors based just on the quality of the prose rather than by looking at the name on the author line. And as part of that, um, when you run across a story that is a little bit less technically skilled. Uh, I can say train wreck here, right? Is, uh, is, is are people going to gasp? Uh, did did I just offend all the children in the room? You, you, can, you can say uh, giant bucket of flaming shit, and everyone will be fine. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we can talk about giant buckets of flaming shit. I just wasn't sure about train wreck, but uh, um, when, when when you run across a story that's a giant bucket of flaming shit, and uh, no offense <laughs> to Bloons, I'm not actually talking about your stories, Bloons. I'm just talking about hypothetical giant buckets of flaming shit. So so please keep that in mind for context here. Um, then uh, the thing is that all you get is the text on the screen. You don't know who you're typing to, and the write-off really does attract people of. Um, all skill levels, starting from um, literally people who may be submitting their first serious fiction to anything ever. Uh, and there actually was a write-off round where um, the knives came out a little bit more, and uh, I said some uh, unkind things about a story that I 
in my judgment at the time, uh, was being submitted as a troll fiction, and it wasn't. It was actually mm. somebody's first story, uh, and I, I got word uh, after the competition sort of privately that uh, um, the person who had gotten the feedback, and it wasn't just me, but, you know, I said, you know, th this is a troll fic, you know, please, you know, don't submit troll fics to the, you know, to the competition uh, or something similar to that. Um, I, I I actually, you know, said that I got word back from that, uh, you know, the person who wrote that was kind of crushed and I, I might have, uh, you know, participated in sort of causing them to veer away from writing uh, in a, you know, serious capacity for a very long time, if ever. And uh, that's not the person I want to be. And so, uh, I mean, I, sorry for being a downer. I mean, it's not a great story, no, but uh, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, that the thing is that uh, you have to keep that sort of thing in mind, uh, especially if you are, um, in an anonymous context like the write-offs, but even just on film fiction, uh, if you're seeing, you know, words on a screen, if you're seeing a, uh, you know, a poor story by somebody that uh, um, whose name you don't recognize, who has like four followers, it you, you might be talking to somebody who is putting themselves out into public for the first time ever. And the way that people like that get better is gentle, constructive criticism and the gentle constructive criticism leads them to, uh, I mean, some of them will drop out anyway, but you know, if you are trying to be helpful, that is what brings them to write their second story, which is less bad and their third story, which is uh, even better. And then you start getting, uh, I mean, I think every story has glimmers of greatness, uh, you know, uh, but you start getting stories where you can actually go through it all the way and say, you know, this may have not been a, uh, a top tier story, but uh, I was entertained all the way through. And um, even that is a massive investment of effort. Uh, I mean, I don't want to talk about, uh, you know, how long I've been writing. It's, uh, uh, you know, it, it's it's an a, a embarrassing number. I mean, but uh, I mean, just can I can I ask you, uh, you folks? Uh, I mean, just to just to get some sort of like context here. Uh, I mean, how how long have you been doing this? Uh, uh, is is that a thing I can ask? Yeah, absolutely. But you'll yeah. you'll need to clarify. Mm -hmm. Do you mean how long we've been writing pony or writing in general? Uh, writing in general, because I think the the idea is to sort of give people a glimpse of how uh, you know how much time goes into even you know just sort of the the, the sort of stories that you see uh, you know posted on film fiction every day. This is uh, I mean. Uh, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of experience in the room. And uh, I mean, people tend to forget that when you're writing, uh, you know, when, when you're writing feedback and, and, and critique, because uh, uh, so, well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, no, I'm just curious. I'm, yeah. I'm going to let, I'm going to let the other people answer this first, because my answer mm -hmm. might be a little bit of a shocker. So Milk, mm -hmm. we need you to talk anyway, so I can test out for the chat. How long have you been writing, bud? Uh, how long have I been writing? Fuck, I, I guess I don't really write as much because was there there was a point where I had spent like a month trying to write, got bored of it. Then there was another point where I spent about a week doing a birthday fic, and that was all right. And I don't really do anything else other than do what I'm doing now. So maybe yeah. like uh, half a month in total time. Oh, um, in total time. That's uh, Enigma. What about you? Um, three, maybe two and a half years. 
Yeah. And Rav, I got to ask you too. I actually know the answer to this from Rav. Uh, how, how long have you been running, Rav? Only three years at the absolute most. So that's the and uh, I've been writing literally since I was a child, and I write for a living. Difference yeah. here. This, this, yeah, that's, that's... This, that's my career. I, I make all my money literally from writing. That's it. Wow. Excellent. Yeah, I, um, I'm in a similar boat. I, uh, I actually have a day job, uh, but um, I have been writing since uh, I actually uh, my first uh, my, my first story, I, I can't say published or posted story because at the time the internet didn't uh, you know, didn't really have the same sort of structure that it does today, but... Uh, oh, um, yeah, yeah, I feel you. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Go on. <laughs> but uh, um, the uh, the first story that I wrote was at the tender age of 11. Uh, it was called uh, Sir Lucky and Dragon. Uh, I had to make it public, so um, that, that is it. something that uh, I, fe I feel obligated to share the link, but uh, if, if people uh, want to uh, see the sort of... Uh, the sort of things that uh, uh, you know young horizon did compared to the the sort of uh, material that I'm putting into the feature box today um, I don't know the best way to share that with the stream but I did just uh, paste a uh, paste a link in for uh, for uh, you folks to uh, take a look at and uh, pass along yeah I, I'm passing that along instantly uh, and, I, and I will say it, I am a big contrast to you in, in the level of kindness I have towards people. I just give them fair warning first. I say, <laughs> look, if I'm going to critique your story, I'm going to be actually abusive, and you need to know this about me, and it will make you better, but you, you are going to be verbally just berated constantly. And Enigma tried to do that, and uh, what did I do, Enigma? I wanted you to look over my horse words, and instead you took away my right to breed. <laughs> Until he got better. Uh, I also told I also told you that I, I your writing made me want to rip my teeth out with a hammer. Um, and guess what, Enigma, your writing's better now. That's why I I've given you consent to at least try to breed with females. Whether you succeed, I don't know. I still need positive validation. Damn it! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> like I, I don't I do I don't do tough love. I just do hatred. Uh, let's move on to more questions. I'm I'm glad you actually oh, asked sure. that. Yeah. I am very glad. Uh, by the way. Bloon says, you seem like a very genuinely nice person, and I'd love to buy you a drink if I ever met you. Well, uh, I'll be at Brony... Uh, thank you, first of all. Um, I, I will be at BronyCon. Uh, I do to a lot of uh, West Coast conventions uh, otherwise. Um, um, oh, West Coast, United States. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, see how, we'll see what the future holds. Also, can we acknowledge that there's a cat meowing? And it's wonderful. Yes, yes it's my kitty. That is amazing. Aww. Oh, good kitty. Uh, okay, Tony Montana. Kitty in heat right now. Oh, poor <laughs> fucking kitty. I know. <laughs> She's getting no dicks. Raph, She's getting no dicks. Huh? But Raph, that's what the Q-tip trick is for. I am not Wait. doing that. Wait, what? What? Th this is news to me. Yeah, this oh. is news to me as well. <laughs> it's news to everybody. I've had a cat in heat before. And a couple of things you can do is you can express the glands on either side. You can pat the top of the tail aggressively. We'll leave some of the pressure <laughs> that the cat is feeling. If it is really bad, you can scruff them and take a small, slightly wetted down Q-tip and touch their nether bits. 
uh, not like insert and fuck them with it or nothing. You're not trying to do that. You're just supposed to touch and that will set them off and release the endorphins they need to get through the day. <laughs> oh, God. So, so basically, masseuse your cats. Yeah, actually, masseuse your cat. <laughs> oh, God. Do you not, do just... not actually, it's, it's temporary, but it helps with the relief and it makes them stop crying constantly, just so you know. Huh. Don't I would just like to. Cat. <laughs> I would just like to note that the uh, a Google image search for Q-tip trick uh, does not actually contain anything about what you're talking about. Um, but less than one page into the results, uh, there's somebody uh, inserting a flaming Q-tip into a piece of electronics. <laughs> <laughs> cat onto that. You have to add cat. Yeah. To find the the, the Q-tip trick. And I don't okay. know if you want to watch that. I don't think you should watch that. Don't watch that. Uh, <laughs> you should write a story where Anon has to use a Q-tip trick on Twilight. No, it would have to be on Opal. I could- I would write this- <gasps> I should write this! I should write a story where Rarity's like my cat's in heat help and Anon puts a Q-tip inside her. I should definitely write this story. Okay, so next I, I question. Actually... I actually need to plug if we're if we're going to mention uh, you know that as a as a writing prompt. I need to plug. Um, uh, Colden Gardiz uh, wrote a story. Um, I, maybe someone in chat can uh, knows what I'm talking about because I don't remember the title off the top of my head, and I'm going to have to look it up. But uh, uh, wrote a story about the uh, Alicorn princesses, uh, basically being uh, like essentially cats, and uh, um, uh, you know like large predatory cats uh, and uh, have like this sort of National Geographic week thing going on where they were uh, um, where, where they were being followed around and uh, um, you know done in nature documentary style thing. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Um, like yeah. well, I know what to me by like a nature documentary style thing. Yeah. I, I understand what you're trying to get at. Yeah. Uh, oh come on where is this? Where is this? Um, we can go on to the next question, but I'm going to be looking for oh. this in the background now. Well, it's, it's a very simple question. Why is pineapple so delicious? National Geographic presents Big Princess Week. What if pony princesses were actually highly social carnivores? What if a National Geographic team began following them around to film a documentary? What if no pony saw anything unusual about this? So yeah, the Q-tip trick like needs to be applied to that and just do the like M-rated version of uh, the Big Princess Week. You could even get some uh, Q-tip on uh, uh, Celestia action. That that oh. just like, I, I don't. I don't need that. You, you need a bigger Q-tip. You need to like stuff it full of Q-tips. Actually, I could write that too. Um, <laughs> so, why is pineapple so delicious? Um, evolution. Excellent. And uh, Enigma, you're wrong. Pineapple's delicious. It's a trick question. Pineapple is never delicious. That's your new name, Pineapple. I have footage of you drinking pineapple soda, actually pineapple cider, and loving it. It was a I deny everything. It was a one-time It was a one-time occurrence, and so, only yeah. one time. We'll see. See you. Um, if you had to rewrite one of your stories backwards, which one would you choose? Um, I'm backwards, like, uh, like I don't chronologically, know. or I don't know what that means. So I think he means thematically. Huh. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna have to say hard reset too uh, just because that story already melts people's brains and um, basically uh, melted mine so uh, the idea of doing the same thing but also backwards and in heels is uh, um, just 
uh, well, okay, it doesn't actually necessarily need heals, but you know that's the phrase. So uh, that that would just make it even more breaky. And uh, I, I sort of, there's something about me that is just terribly amused by the concept. Well, apparently they mean which one would you write backwards in its entirety, starting with like all the words backwards and all the letters backwards. And my question is, why would you do this? Why, why, why would you do this? Another uh, question. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of wondering that too. But uh, um, I, it would probably be uh, I actually uh, I, I have a unfinished story that probably never made it out of the idea stage, but uh, um, is. Uh, Oh, there, there is too much context that goes into this. But uh, um, have you ever heard the? Um, th does the word ghost stack mean anything to you? Like the ghost stack, uh, ghost stack distems the dashes. Um, that, that's Not that's a that, that's a linguistic thing. Um, it's uh, it's used uh, in linguistics to uh, talk about uh, words and phrases that are semantically meaningful without uh, having actual uh, like dictionary meanings. Um, and I was writing a, I was experimenting with writing a story where the language was done in that way, where you kind of knew it was a pony story from context and occasional names like Twilight and Celestia, but uh, it didn't actually make sense in coherent English. It would be completely unpostable on film fiction, but you know, uh, I suppose if you uh, flipped it around, it would really not lose anything. Well, we're going to move on to another question. I, I know I'm, I'm watching the clock a little bit here, and I'm oh, loving sure. the meandering, but I need to make sure we get a little farther in before I start getting really tipsy and don't care anymore. Uh, if you could erase any and all memories of one of your stories from existence, would you do it? Of one of my stories from existence? Um, you know, I'm going to give a, a little bit of a, a sideways answer to that question. Um, I think it would be Thou Goddess, which I love dearly, because then I could re-release it and give everybody the pleasure of reading it again from scratch. Yeah. Oh, I see. That's actually, like, nice. God damn. How do you be so nice? Shit. Mm -hmm. Well, that night again. There's there, that sort of gets back to the regret things because the I mean the answer that people are expecting is like yes, there's this story I regret and I, I wish to have people not know about it, but I those are the stories that I don't re release in the first place. So, well, here's an interesting question then: Are any right. of your stories sad? Uh, are any any stories that you were sad to finish? Huh. Um, typically, I think my writing process is, you know, I get to the end of a story that I'm finishing and it's relief because I can just sort of push it out and unload it from my mind space. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm off the top of my head. I'm not really coming up with, uh, uh, in terms of like, I mean, regretting finishing, I, I could probably, I'd, I'd have to give that one some more thought. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll sort of give the half answer for now and I'm all over that for later. Sure. If, if you, if you think of it again, feel free to say something about it. I, mm -hmm. I, I know that feeling. Also, our viewers yeah. think that there's too much niceness in here right now. So, <clears throat> hey, Enigma. Uh -oh. Enigma. 
remind you that an actual plastic bag used to contain refuse has much more utility than you will ever have in your entire meager existence. You know, my mother said something similar. Just today, actually. <laughs> your mother is equally shit. In fact, I think your mother is more shit than you, Enigma, and I honestly think that. I think your family is far shittier than you ever are. So This is like a yo mama's joke gone sideways. I hope that your bag of refuse self is relocated to another dumpster sometime soon. Okay? I'd like to be in the tire fire. It's nice. It's warm over there. Be there <laughs> then at home. So that's that's my nice way of saying get fucked. Uh let's move on to another Man, question. I, I, I must be contagious. I mean you're even being nice about saying getting fucked. Oh fucking shit. <laughs> I think my niceness rivals yours because I just take things. So yeah. bends over yeah, and is I, like, what I, are yeah, we was... doing? What are we doing yeah, here? Uh, Pencil coon. I'm like, just bend over, kid. I, I was gonna ask, do I need to take a niceness penalty shot? I mean, I do have that yes. shot of bacon vodka. Yes. Oh, I want to hear you take a shot of this. I want to okay. hear you take a shot of this bacon vodka. Uh, this wouldn't be the first time I uh, the I, I do occasional drunk writings, and uh, um, the bacon vodka pr figures prominently in the last one I did, which is why I haven't done a uh, <laughs> have not done a uh, drunk writing in a, a, like six months or a year, but, um, yep, shot of bacon vodka. Do it. Do it. Ah. The changelings can't drink vodka. Ah. It's, like, it's like chugging ah. down raid. <laughs> Feel like death? Uh, <laughs> death would be a blessing. <laughs> Perfect. No, it, it... It feels like bacon is the worst part because, you know, bacon is supposed to be some sort of like awesome transcendental like meat experience, but this is not bacon. It's, it, well, it, it is bacon and it's, and it's bad. And it's, that's the worst part about it is that it's ruining bacon. Oh, no, honey, nothing can ruin bacon. Nothing. Is the vodka being greasy or? Uh, no, 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 nothing can ruin bacon. It is too pure for this world. It's just that okay. simple. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll have to ship you the rest of my bacon vodka then. That's that's okay. <laughs> if if I I have soaked pepperoni in vodka in order to do my alcoholic pizza, and then I drank the vodka afterwards, and that tasted like death. But the after flavor was lovely, so I can give it that. <laughs> uh, so oh, we have questions for priest from Light Shrine, and because priest's not here, I will answer them for priest. If I was to wake up as one of the CMC, who would it be and why? I would definitely wake up as Scootaloo. I'll get it over with. And I'm just going to wait for Milk to be mad at me, because I know that he's sitting there seething a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, they uh, confirmed she's an orphan, so... Yeah, yeah. Someone else besides Shining Armor, who would it be? I would ship her with the Titanic so that at least she would go down on someone for a change. <laughs> um, the next one, which of your stories are you the happiest with? Oh, which of Priest's stories am I happiest with? I am really happy with... I would say I'm probably happiest with the way Priest handled him a lot on that. And there were times where I actually had to sit him down and say, you need to remove this entire chapter and start again. Like, he, he deleted probably 10,000 words from that story over the course of the, our time working on it. So I'm really proud of him for that, actually. Like, legitimately. All right, questions for me. Fuck. 
Enigma's Patreon. Yeah, go donate to it. He needs money so he can stop asking us for food. Uh, questions for Milk. Milk, oh what's your expiration date? Oh. Um, never. I don't expire. So is, is, an un, is an expiration date where you like, you know, go on a, a, a blind date with death and just sort of or stare, spending the entire time staring across the table at the sickle? Hmm, I'm pretty sure that's yes. me every Friday night, but, you know. <laughs> what else? Oh, oh, a Horizon question, finally, because Enigma doesn't get a question. This is important. All right. Wait, what was the like, question? What? Or butts. Oh, boobs, boobs or butts. butts. I'm cutting um, out again, boobs. aren't I? Fuck. Yep. Fuck. Yeah. yeah, boobs. Totally boobs. But are these I... boobs are these boobs and or butts chitin? For your pleasure? Well, chitin boobs I think are still better than chitin butts. But enough, I wouldn't know anything about that. Hey. Um <laughs> if you guys can still hear me. I will scream yes. the next question, and then Milk, I'd like, I think you should take over for a while. How's that sound? All right, so uh, that other other guy, because priests usually scream these, I will too. <clears throat> that the situation at my job got worse. The old lady I was gardening for really seemed to take a liking to me. You can imagine what I thought when she told me she wanted to show me her pussy. Turns out, it was just her cat. Later, I learned she told my boss of what I did to it. It was a private moment between a man and a pussy. I'm this close to lose my job, but I feel it was worth it. I'm thinking of going steady with Mrs. Peppleton. Should I? Well, I think the most important thing here is that you should respect the private moments between a man and his pussy. So, you know, if you're going to go steady with Mr. Pimpleton, become a cat. <laughs> but did you have a Q-tip? <laughs> yeah, did you, did you take that Q-tip to her, man? Gotta give her the Q-tip. Yeah. No, it's not giving her the D, it's giving her the Q. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Milk, please take over. You know, how hard, <laughs> you know how hard it is to listen to this while I've got a cat in the heat sitting next to me looking at <laughs> Oh, dear God. Do you need a Q-tip? <laughs> so, so we're just chipping Q-tips to everybody, right? You know, I feel like in our bar where we host this bar cast, instead of having a jar of toothpicks, we have a jar of Q-tips. We definitely yeah. do. Absolutely. Lude. That, that should be uh, put into the uh, the art for the, uh, the, the the cover art for the bar cast. Oh, no, you're definitely right. It should. Next All round right, of pictures, we'll, get it, we'll, we'll turn it into a bar next time. Oh, so I gotta read now? Fuck. Yeah, you gotta read because I'm cutting out too much. I need to. My mic needs break. You know, this is like the first time I'd actually read questions to somebody. That's not true. You read questions to me. Oh, oh, that's right. Huh. Go figure. So, next question from the other other guy. One thing I've noticed from reading fanfics here is that more often than not, less than one dislike for ten likes means that the story will be good. How? Oh, how do you do to have such good ratings? Okay, um, I'm actually going to say that I am not the person to ask for this because um, the, uh, you know, for the fact that I get so many upvotes, um, the best story 
um, in terms of like, you know, people do the story rankings, like my story is number, you know, 37 or whatever, because it has a billion upvotes and only two downs. Uh, my action, my best story is in the high triple digits. I have never cracked the top 100 stories on film fiction. Um, and I write stories that people like, but uh, I, I mean, I get, I, I get probably a better uh, upvote to downvote ratio than usual, but I don't get the really top stuff. Uh, I can tell you though, the way to get that super top stuff, like you go to the top stories and you see the top 10, uh, is to write something which nobody hates because it is all about avoiding downvotes at that very top level. And I personally tend to, uh, you know, not give a fuck uh, about accumulating that small amount of downvotes, but um, the people who really want to uh, get up to the top write something that is not going to be as challenging, maybe, uh, you know, is, is going to be more about a, uh, you know, just, just hitting those emotional notes, making a, you know, a, a sad fic or making a, uh, making a fic in which uh, people, uh, you know, which people can read and get and, uh, you know, get their feels, get their, uh, you know, get their, their uh, validation with their character or whatever. Um, and there's a lot of churn because there's also a little bit of tactical voting that goes in up at the top. But uh, um, if you are concerned about your upvote to downvote ratio, uh, just speaking as general writing advice, uh, if you're getting a what seems to you like a higher number of downvotes, um, you should try and find out what it is that your readers are reacting to. Uh, if it's higher than 10 to 1, then you're probably just writing the sort of story that uh, some people are clicking through to, starting to read, and finding something to dislike. Uh, if you are trying to get from that 10 to 1 level up to the top, um, uh, this is this is more impolitic than I usually get, but you have to sort of make it bland. Uh, I mean, I, I frankly I think that a lot of the stories that are uh, in that top list are a little bit uh, overrated, and wow, that's probably vodka kicking in. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so basically, like play 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 your audience. Basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, well, um, if you play to your audience, then you will write stories that make people happy, and then, uh, you know, you can get to that ratio. Um, I think, honestly, uh, just writing a story which you're reasonably proud of will get you, ten, will get you to 10 to 1, uh, as long as you get sufficient uh, readers to start, you know, establishing, you know, reasonable voting patterns. Anything that comes out of the feature box, uh, for the most part, is going to be close into that 10 to 1 region. And if not, it's probably because a lot of people are reacting uh, strongly to it. Um, so, uh, I mean, if you're worried about little variations in that number, yeah, just write to your audience and try to let it go a little bit more. And if you're trying to get something that's you know at the at the top of your game, then um, write to what people want to read. I guess. Hmm. I have an alternative tactic. I have an alternative tactic. Let me hear it. No one wants to read, and you will weed out everyone who will actively stop reading your stories, except people who are weird like you, and they will upvote everything you write. 
and then you'll be That is also actually a really smart way to do it. Uh, sequels, write a sequel and mark it as a sequel to a uh, existing fic and everybody will treat it like it's carrying the plague except for people who have read the original. <laughs> yep. Everyone you don't want to be your audience, pick your own audience. Fuck you're, basic, you're basically filtering out the, peop the people who want your stories from the people who don't. The normies, yeah. you're filtering out the normies. That's that's my alternative option. Um, but we should move on to a next question. What do you say, Milk? I don't know. I'm pretty sure we can go back and ask that same one again. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not that drunk yet. No, see, I was actually going to ask a follow-up question in that terms. What's your opinion on the difference between writing for yourself as an author and writing for your audience? Um, in general. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the sort of the standard answer is that if you write for your audience, you're selling out, but uh, um, it depends on what you're trying to get out of it uh, for writing that story. If you're writing because you want to see your words out in the world, write for yourself. If you're writing because you want internet points, write for your audience. Interesting. I, I do like that opinion. So let's go ahead to the next question, which I guess is to the cast because everybody likes to ask us questions. Yay! Uh, will the Barcast extend to other fandoms in Gen when if Genfic becomes a thing, with a long-lasting dream of having a forty-year-old divorced mother who write One Direction self-insert erotica of your on your show ever come true? Yes. Oh, we dear will God. do this. <laughs> we will absolutely do this. If you know this person, send them our way. We will interview them. I would love it. Let's do it. Doesn't Priest know a person who does that? I could have swore he said he wrote with somebody in like a, what's it, one of those writing class things that he had some 40-year-old lady who wrote oh, that stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, she wrote fanfiction. I don't know, it was like One Direction, but we could totally ask Priest to get his uh, writing buddy to come. <laughs> I would put, I would put money. Do that. I would do that. I would when put Jen money on it. Being... When Genfic hits, are we all going to do like a Tao Shoujo fix? Yes, 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 I will. I will absolutely do that. Do what fix? What kind of fix are we talking about here? What the fuck? Cripple girls. It's cripple girls. Oh, cripple girls. Oh, fuck that. Jesus. All right, next thing. That's the, the idea, Milk. That's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> That's terrible. Next question comes from Skeeter the Lurker. He says, you're a changeling and we know it. Admit it, you vile fiend. Me? A changeling? Yes. Drinking. Oh, uh, well... I mean, I guess if you, I guess if it's important for me to say that I'm a changeling, okay, I'm a changeling, go wild, have fun with your bad self, uh, I'll just be over here being a perfectly normal, normal, normal pony in the meantime. No, 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 I know how to put this matter to rest. I know how to test if he's a changeling. Somebody hand me a Q-tip. <laughs> okay. Oops, technical difficulties. <laughs> question <laughs> uh but seriously what's the best thing you've done in your time in pony um if we're talking about my legacy i think it's probably going to have to be the royal canterlot library stuff because i like the idea of being able to provide that spotlight for other authors and helping readers discover cool fiction so i'm i'm pretty proud of that i was actually one of the founding members of the library uh ben man who uh, sort of started the whole thing rolling um basically sort of grabbed me and everybody else that Ben Man invited in was a 
uh, was like some big shot uh, reviewer at the time. And I was just the non-changeling off the street. And uh, I mean, like my Royal Control Library bio says that basically uh, Horizon just sort of wandered in and was too useful and or intimidating for us to kick out. So uh, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, it's really cool that I was able to get in on that despite not having the sort of chops that uh, everyone else in the in the library did. Oh, modern poetry, geez. Um, I'm... 20th century. No, it's 20th century. That goes back a ways. Like, modern poetry is still... Yeah. Um, uh, well, I, I do uh, appreciate... Um, uh, the, the problem is I'm not going to be able to give a uh, um, complete answer to this uh, question uh, just because I... Honestly, a lot of my poetic exposure is just carefully cultivated bullshit. Uh, I, I I haven't done a grand amount of um, of poetic reading. I just sort of you know know enough to write the stuff that I write, and people think that that means I have a lot more opinions on poetry than I do. And I have some opinions on poetry, but like favorite poets is honestly not one of them. Um, and Literally all of that was just me trying to get some verbal space to look up Melt in the background because I had I, I had a brain fart and I had to remember who wrote uh, the love song of J. Alfred Prufrock, which was T.S. Eliot. I will specifically cite Eliot because I wrote a uh, poem which was basically just one long fanfic of uh, um, the love song of uh, J. Alfred Prufrock. And uh, T.S. Eliot has done some really engaging and interesting stuff. Uh, the Wasteland is, goes all over the place and I don't understand three quarters of it, but uh, um, that's th that's definitely uh, one of the greats. And um, beyond that, I'm gonna have to just throw up my hands and shrug and sort of apologize for not being able to answer. God damn it. Do I have to repeat that whole thing? Okay. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Now it should work. They're telling me I'm not working on the stream, so I'm sitting here playing with the settings as well as listening in, and I'm trying to match everything up so I'm not behind. Can you guys hear milk now? If you can hear milk now, say you can hear milk, and I'll, I'll take note of that. If you can't, that's right. too bad. I, I can hear milk. I can I can hear the milk curdling. Next. Uh, say, right. say more things. Bananas. Get Is up. that more? Milk. Yes. Milk. We good? Milk. They can hear you. Ask that's... question. <laughs> You have the opportunity to punch one poet, uh, one poet square in the teeth. No strings attached. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. I'm reading like I should have pre-read this one real quick because then I'm now flooding everything. You have the opportunity to punch one poet square in the teeth. No strings attached. Brass knuckles are allowed. Who do you punch? Man, that's like I, I'm. I'm gonna have to just invoke my niceness on this one. That's like, uh, why would I punch poets? Except, you know, the bad ones. And I, I don't want to name the bad ones because, you know, naming and shaming is like, uh, uh, I mean, that's the sort of thing that, like, people who aren't nice do or something. What? 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 I know, I know what I said, Pencil. I, I heard, I heard phone up as well. I just didn't say anything. I know what <laughs> I said. Yes, do it! <laughs> I have the opportunity to punch one ponut square in the uh, 
teeth because that's uh, one interesting onet apparently. <laughs> but, uh, um, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, does Spike count as a pony? Yes. No, no, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna punch Spike because he's he's angling in on my waifu. So. Uh, um, you know, right, right. One in the ponut, and that'll just uh, you know uh, give give him the message to back off. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like Spike is a self-hating dragon, just like Uncle Ruckus. Yeah. Okay. So next question: What the hell is the point of the William Carlos William poem? This is just to say: Is it literally just about some dude eating someone's breakfast, or is there something else going on? Um, that's the one about the, uh, peaches in the icebox, I think. Uh, I don't fucking know. I don't know poetry. Uh, okay. Well, it was actually linked from the thread, so just for the benefit of our listeners, I will go ahead and read it. This is just a say by William Carlos Williams. I have eaten the plums that were in the icebox, and which you were probably saving for breakfast. Forgive me, they were delicious, so sweet, and so cold. That is the poem. Um... Well, I mean, yes, literally it's about some dude, some dude eating someone's breakfast, but I think what's going on is there is an undercurrent of massive, massive fucking PA going on right there. Uh, I mean, he eats the plums and then, forgive me, and then after forgive me talks about how good they are. Yeah, that's, that's not... Right there. Yeah. That's that. That is like I think there's a that's like you know screaming that there is some sort of like yeah, an impending fucking divorce in the works or something. You know this is this is a plum eating relationship and there there uh, I, I don't know that there may be some sort of like subtle signal that there are other plums being eaten on the side. You know, uh, so yeah, there there's uh, I think that's that poem's all about the undercurrents and it's short and it's punchy which sort of explains its uh, um it's it's lasting appeal but uh there, there's a lot i think there's probably a lot more going on there than people give credit for on first read you know i i, mean, I sort of zoned out for a bit there and all i heard was that there was a poem about a man eating ponuts god damn it okay we need to move on we're running low on time so man eating all right dear god enigma Clean out your fucking ears. Use those goddamn Q-tips that you have for once. Jesus. Do you need me to ask questions? Yeah. <laughs> I, maybe. My dog is chewing on plastic. I need to go kick All him right. in the face real quick here. Then, um, okay. really kick. Really quick. Uh, right. Stop, marry, or kill. Metrical foot edition. Uh, no, I want to hear Milk say these words. No, fuck that. Milk! Milk! Enigma, read this question. No, no, Enigma, Enigma, Enigma reads this yes. question. All right. <laughs> All right which one? Uh, patchwork, uh, Poltergeist? Fuck, Mary Kill, Metric Foot Edition. Fuck, Mary Kill, Metric Foot Edition, Torchy. I can't even pronounce this. What? That's the idea. <laughs> read them. Torch, Torchy, Spandex, and Lamb. All right. <laughs> This is like the one poetic uh, thing that I actually have strong opinions on. Can I can I still uh, digress on this one, and then we can just sort of burn through some questions later on? Oh yeah, yeah we got we so, got we got some uh, rock star coming up. So oh, okay, worry. okay. So the um, so 
as I said, I have opinions. So Troki, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to have to explain this for my opinions to make sense. Troki is, uh, th these are all metrical feet. So um, they're talking about the rhythm of the stresses that go into a poem. Um, so Troki is when you have a hard first beat followed by a softer second beat. So um, something like uh, Princess Luna in the parlor. Uh, you, you, the uh, famous poem, the Hiawatha is probably where you've uh, um, heard that if you've heard that at all. But uh, um, it's it's sort of this, um, it's sort of this backbeat because uh, I am, which is the third one that was mentioned, uh, is the one that is um, the the you know the the, the, uh, the traditional sonnet poetry. It starts out soft and then gets louder. Da 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 da. da. Um, you know, when I consider how my light is spent, uh, etc. Et uh, so the thing is that I am is used in goddamn everything. I am is the the domestic meter it's the one that you come home and it's changed all the bed sheets and uh you know cooked you dinner i mean i am as the workhorse uh, it's 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 the, the clear mary i mean there's just no other option uh trokey is the flame you go out and you uh you know you sort of uh, do something experimental because you know i am maybe isn't uh you know, quite up for the sort of things that you want to go for, and you know the um, you're trying to be faithful, but uh, uh, you know you just have these urges that I am just doesn't understand, and you go out to the bar, and Troki's always there for you. Um, Damn, way to go, yeah, man. And so and, and Spondy, uh, Sp Spondy's a kill. Um, Spondy is basically the Hulk smash of uh, metrical feet. Um, it, uh, who's that, uh, who's that, uh, um, uh, YouTuber that got like famous for doing the scream versions of all the pony songs? God, uh, I know what you're talking about. Who the fuck is yeah, that? Okay. But that, th that's what Spondy is. It's basically just like every single syllable is stressed. And so there's just no nuance. It's just, uh, um, you know, leaves a trail of dis bloody destruction in its wake. You sort of have to sort of, you know, take it out behind the barn and shoot it to put it out of its misery before it starts uh, wiping things out. So th th those are my metrical opinions. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, um, Milk, I'll, I'll do the next one. Right. Uh, can you explain T.S. Eliot's The Wastelands in less than five words? No, next question. <laughs> Yay. Oh, it's... Um, it's, uh, is it still haiku with the correct syllables, but there is no nature? Mm, well, that depends on how constructivist you're being, because, uh, I mean, the traditional definition certainly makes it that way. Um, I, I, I'm like... I, I'm, I got one foot in both camps on that, honestly, because the thing is that um, Japanese haiku is you just do uh, nature references in your 575. That's the way that the form rolls. Um, English doesn't have the same... Um, I mean, when, when it got ported over to English and you have the 575 syllables thing, I mean, the, it, they're very different languages. English just doesn't have the same sort of um, cadence. I mean, you're already losing something by, um, you know, doing it in translation. Uh, so I guess I'm sort of talking myself into, um, yes, it's still haiku just because um, the way that it translates over to English uh, just 
sort of means you're writing a different sort of haiku than what you're doing in the original Japanese in the first place. I mean, that said, uh, you know, it, an English haiku and a Japanese haiku are very different things. And if you were writing a Japanese haiku, my answer might be different, but I, I am sadly fairly monolingual. That was a whole lot of purple. There was a whole lot of purple prose you just used right there. Well, yeah. um, Enigma, Enigma, I got a little something for you. Really? <clears throat> What's the shit with dragon tits? I will fuck you up. Got to count up the syllables here. Did you did you say did we just say something about dragon tits? This is relevant to my interests. I have a story was... for you later on. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> but there you go. That's my haiku for the day. So. All right. There you go. Ask Alex underscore one of our friends asks to Horizon. What's your funniest anecdote? Oh man, we're already running long, aren't we? Uh, yeah. Geez. It's okay. I, I, um, there's there, there's rapid fire ones coming up. I'm gonna give the one sentence version of that. Um, I uh, once upon a time I was at a furry convention, uh, tripping balls, and I went into the bathroom, looked into the mirror, and saw George W. Bush staring back at me. <laughs> yeah. Did he tell you that if you weren't with him, you were against him? Uh, I thought it was probably better to just not speak and leave the moment alone. Um, but yeah, that's the one sentence version. Moving on. Perfect. So yeah, that, I, that way, that way, I can save some, uh, you know, uh, save some for later. You know, tease people for a second interview later on. Oh, I'd love that. I'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best meat to put inside a hot and fresh Enigma Hita? Um, well, from everything that I've discovered about uh, Enigma over the course of this one and a half hours, I'd probably say some sort of, like, very large dragon cock. I don't know. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> that is absolutely correct. No. Yes! I, I have put my bad dragon dick in your mouth, and you know what an Enigma. That was a dog. Yes, it was, it was from Bad Dragon. But it was from Bad Dragon. Take it, take it, fish. Um, story of your time on Pim Fiction through interpretive dance, what moves would you use to represent different aspects or periods of your stay on the site? Mm, lots of spins, probably. Uh, that's my publishing history is just sort of sitting and spinning in place. And that's, I, I, I say that sort of with my head in my hands. Uh, not proud of it, but uh, hey, uh, we're, we're being... Uh, we're, we're, we're bearing it all here. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, continuing Patchwork Poltergeist's literary theme, what is your favorite play by Christopher Marlowe? Um, I'm going to take a penalty shot for not being able to name one. That's what's bad. All right. Moving on. No, penalty shot. Penalty shot. Uh, I'm looking right. for it. You, you called it. You're the one who asked for it. Mm -hmm. ah, all right. That's going to have to be my last penalty shot of the day because I am going to have to uh, say hello to my parents after this. And if I go Hi. out there stinking drunk, they are going to they're going to be wondering. <laughs> right. Why do you smell of booze? And why do you have like a fistful of Q-tips in your hand? <laughs> <laughs> Um, it has to do with the stray cats outside, and that's all I want to say before invoking the Fifth Amendment. <laughs> okay, kill, fuck, marry, a Gene Island position. C 
Concrete, Rhodes, or Santorini? Um, let's go. Uh, let, let's go. Fuck Santorini. It's just that's that's the straight up beauty. Is you? Uh, I mean, that's that's all you're really concerned about. Is oh my god, this is amazingly. Uh, you know, this is an amazingly beautiful island. Um, uh, let's let's kill Rhodes. I think the Colossus thing is overplayed, and that sort of leaves Mary Crete by default, which is not great. But that's how these questions go. Okay. Oh, to everyone, I know this is a bit of a vague question. What advice can you give to someone trying to write short and somewhat silly comedy stories? Um, there you go. Escalate. Escalate, yeah. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Um, you, you're going to start out with a premise, and your premise is a single joke. Uh, I think one thing that I see uh, novice writers do a lot um, that makes for a not as great comedy is trying to rely on that single joke that you thought of and meandering through a lot of unfunny stuff to get there. So take your funny joke, put it at the start, and keep powering on from there and just bust through as many walls as you can. Oh, and then end in a pun and make all of your readers angry. Yeah, Same. that works. Mm -hmm. Ah, okay. Uh, Tristale uh, asks, after having a wonderful time, but I must, I must ask, what is your guilty pleasure story? And do you like Displaced? As a writer for the genre, I must know if someone appreciates our cancerous ways. Also, have you seen the big busty baby? Um, wow, okay. Well, that's kind of a three further. Um, guilty pleasure story... Um... Well, uh, I, uh, let's see. Well, I fapped the ponies. So, uh, you know, that there, there's that. Um, I mean, I don't know, do, do I need to name one specific in, in the chat as well? <laughs> um, do I need to name a specific one? I, uh, I actually, um, uh, S parks, uh, embers, uh, series is pretty good. Uh, I mean, it's not just as, uh, you know, hot because it is, but also, uh, just because of the idea of a, um, I mean, it's it's sort of centered around the uh, the exploits of a changeling sex therapist, and there's a lot of surprisingly sincere stuff that goes along with the hot there, which just makes it like super awesome on two notes. Um, but yeah, guilty pleasure stories in general is just uh, um, you know enjoying pony porn. Uh, do I like displaced? Um, I yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm running into my wall of because my internal editor isn't drunk enough yet, but uh, um, I, uh, I'm, I'm sure there are good displaced stories out there yet. <laughs> I think that it's a, uh, um, I, I think that uh, for the most part, it has, it has too many words for its gimmick, uh, meaning every, everybody's writing kind of the same story and, you know, it would it would be good as you know some shorter stories, but uh, um, it's it's gotten uh, well cancer. I, I mean, you said it, I didn't cancer. Uh, I, yeah, uh, it, back back me up here. Uh, I mean, no, uh, no, you're, right. you're, you're the you're the not nice ones. What do you think about displaced? Uh, I do not like displaced. I'm okay. nice, but I don't like them. Oh dear. Okay. 
Yeah, no, I mean, if you want to write displaced, this is the nice coming through. If you want to write displaced, go bad with your, go wild with your bad self. Um, I, it is probably not something that is going to, uh, you know, turn my gears, but I'm also not the target audience. Um, have I seen the big busty baby? No, I have not seen the big busty baby. How, how scared should I be? Um, it's pretty scary. And, you know, it's, 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 a it's a running gag in our group that, you know, priest loves the giant busty baby. Okay. Next um, question, which was not actually finished, very simply. The question is, uh, I'm, I'm going to finish it for them. How long is your dick? Wow. Um, well, right to the point, huh? Um, I, I don't know. Is, it, is that a first date question? I mean, well, I guess for some people it is, but... Uh, I'm buying um, you dinner, so whatever, man. Oh, wait, there's dinner involved in this? Nah, nah, that's what I'm saying. There's no dinner. Oh, well, gosh. Uh, I, I, I'm almost... Uh, yeah, I I don't know about that, man. I, see, the problem I have is that I could answer this question, but no one's gonna believe me anyway. So I mean, it's it's gonna come off as bragging. So I'm just I'm just gonna leave it at that. Oh, no, no, it's like, okay. I'll I'll let it go. But now, like, there's curiosity going on here because that's yeah. ridiculous. I see what let you did go. there. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you for that. I'll go yeah. to Trixie Forrest here next. All right. Can you start an angry rant about the evils of fruit and their danger to the environment? Well, um, fruit, uh, again, it comes back to evolution. Uh, you know, fruit is evolved to uh, generate interest from animals uh, who eat it and then, you know, spread their crap uh, all over the place in order to, uh, you know, get the seeds scattered out from where the source plant was to begin with. So when you deal with fruit, you're dealing with plants whose life cycle involves the spreading of shit. And you want to talk about disease vectors. I have, I, I have had Giardia in my life, and that is extremely fucking unpleasant and the sort of evolutionary uh, problems that lead to the spread of Giardia are the, are the ones that are caused by fruit in the first place. Like fruit, huh? Yeah, fuck fruit. Okay, Except, um, I'm gonna you know, go back. It's super tasty, oh, but yeah. And I missed a question from, oh, okay. questions from Horse, from Horse Voice, so I'm gonna go back. Which authors are the greatest influences on your writing style? Um, I, I, I would take a penalty shot for not being able to name any, but, uh, I've been compared to Ray Bradbury and I think that maybe that was once upon a time, a subconscious influence. Cause I read a lot of Bradbury uh, as a kid, but, uh, um, there's, I, I think I appreciate a lot of the same things that Bradbury did. And, uh, that early influence probably sort of got me into that mind state where, uh, I like having very richly layered stories that sort of meander through a roller coaster range of tones and that's something that Bradbury is kind of known for so I'll, I'll I'll cite him by name I read a lot of General Mills so what does that make me serial yep military uh, any advice for someone looking to get a late start in learning to write poetry um go to whatever uh, basic English skills site you can Google up um, and just get some ideas of uh, 
what the metrical feed are, not because you necessarily want to use them, but because they will start you thinking about the ways that words come together rhythmically, um, starting to look at the ways that um, these stresses of syllables sort of bounce off of each other and the way that if you get a string of words going where the syllables all line, uh, the stressed syllables all line up, you get this sort of musical effect. And uh, once you start thinking about individual words in those terms of what rhythm they're lending your piece, uh, then you're, uh, th th then you're most of the way to whatever it is you're trying to do with poetry. Hey. Okay. Um, you once asked me if there, uh, if there was a song I would associate you with. So now allow me to ask, is there one you would associate me with? This is Horse Voice. Um, I'm not going to be able to name it off the top of my head, but something, uh, basically whatever song is just like the ultimate apex of uh, heavy metal. Well, I, can't yeah. help, I can't help but feel like the tequila song is me. Yeah. Oh, no, no, you're, you're, you're... Macarena. Are, are, are we going to go with Macarena for Horse Voice? Macarena. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like Horse Voice probably should have known what he, was, uh, what he was getting into asking that. So, um, yeah, Macarena, I guess. Ah. But, but, but a very metal Macarena. <laughs> Who's your favorite out of the Rule 63 main six, Mary Fuck Hill? Um, specifically the R63 main six. Mm -hmm. uh, gosh. Um, I, I haven't actually given that much thought, but I'm off the top of my head. I'm going to go with R63 Fluttershy uh, just because there's a weird sort of queering that happens there that, uh, you know, Fluttershy's uh, traits aren't ones that are traditionally as uh, associated with masculinity. And I think there's a lot of interesting uh, um, metatextual uh, things to play with there. Well, well. Yeah. For a lightning round as we go through Sunbro for life's questions. Oh uh, boy. Okay. Let's do it. All right. <clears throat> If you get stuck in Ponyland, what do? Visit the princesses. You've accepted have you accepted Skeletor as the master of the universe and into your heart? Uh, I'm going to say no. Friend, how long does it take to find an alien race star staring into the inky void of space? Uh, 423 years, two months, and six days. Answer. What is your favorite video game? Um... Probably the Guardian Legend, which again dates me. What is your favorite boss fight? Um, uh, don't remember the name offhand, but it's definitely going to be in Shadow of the Colossus, the dude with the big sword. What is your favorite character to hate? In Pony or uh, uh, across characters in general? It just says any. It just says any. Um, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll use my uh, um, uh, phone a friend. Uh, 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 you hate Spike. Okay, Spike. Now post a link. Would you a thing pony? Um, that's, that's the picture. I, I, uh, I, I feel like I have done even more, uh, thing and like. 
So would would you hurt? Would would you would you hurt? Um, is this a yes or no question? Yes. Yes. So you would put your dick in that. That's what we're asking. Oh sure. Q-tip insertions. No, no Q-tips in the thing, Colin. She deserves the real dick. Uh, do you even <laughs> praise, bro? I do not. I'm a lunatic. Uh, uh, Loon wants to know, if you could, would you? Is this another one of those, uh, like, uh, thing-pone things? Yes. If you could, uh, would you? Um, I am, I feel like I'm sufficiently lubricated to say yes. Sure. Yay! <laughs> now, where's my taco video? Um... Fourth in line behind uh, three stories that I need to edit uh, and uh, the lack of a bribe. You need bribes. For taco videos, yes. Okay. They, they, uh, help, they help with other things in general. We are on then to Lizzie Claire, who we talked about earlier. All right. Vicious in reviews. Uh, you were cutting out one more time? Shit. What makes you get vicious in reviews? People who have the skill to write something better and are doing substandard for them. What is your favorite science fiction book? Um, oh gosh, uh, there's so many answers, so many answers. Uh, I will go with um, Alfred Bester's The Star is My Destination uh, just because there is some amazing uh, word play in it that uh, just like people talking in crossword puzzles uh, that just blows my mind. Uh, what is your favorite science fiction movie? Oh, uh, gosh, I don't have as strong opinions on that. Um, so I'm just going to reach for a recent one, which was really good. Uh, the I and I'm completely spacing out on the name. Do you remember the one with the, uh, um, uh, was it Matthew McConaughey and, and the chick that went into the alien spaceship and they were, it was the one about alien linguistics and they were trying to talk with aliens by like oh, writing on Oh, is that Close points. Encounters? Close Encounters, uh, isn't that? No, that, no, not nearly recent enough. Like I know, I know, the last year. Talk, I know uh, what movie you're talking about. I don't know the title either. Yeah. Um, but it was, it, yeah, it was that one, it was that recent one about alien linguistics, and um, it arrival, blew my arrival. mind. Arrival! It's Arrival! Yes, yes, it is Arrival. And I went into Arrival, and after I went out from the theater, I was talking with one of the friends who went in with me who has never taken acid, and I said, this movie is the closest that you will ever get to an acid trip without ever actually dropping. And I was nice. super impressed by the way that it managed to just sort of, in the middle, just shift context and everything clicked at once. And there is that one beautiful, perfect, shining moment that justifies the movie and, like, everything around it. Yes, yes. Well, that's a pretty glowing recommendation. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, question from Apple Tank. How often do you get mistaken for Steve Jobs? Uh, a lot less so now that he's dead. Ha! <laughs> cradle is cradle. Yeah. What do you look for in a story to induct into the RCL? This is a good question. 
Yeah, okay, so I should actually spend more than a couple of seconds on this one. All right. Yes, um, the uh, Well, I mean, first of all, uh, keep in mind that uh, this is just on my personal preferences. There's five different curators, and I am one vote out of five, so I get outvoted regularly. Uh, but um, one thing that I specifically really always enjoy is when a story takes daring risks and pulls them off, goes for some sort of completely crazy crack premise um, and manages to take it seriously and have all the dots connect, um, uses an unusual narrative style that uh, uh, then uh, you know turns around and manages to tell a complete story. Um, something unusual, in other words. Uh, I mean, paint by numbers, pony fix, uh, you know, may be written with great skill, but they're not going to turn my head. Um, I also have a personal sort of guilty genre preference for uh, sci-fi and especially for mystery, which I think is heavily, heavily underwritten in the pony realm, uh, just because uh, the sort of, I mean, it's almost sort of a crossover thing where the, 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 sort of readers that read mystery are not necessarily the sort of readers, the, the, the sort of viewers that are going to watch My Little Pony. Um, and so if I see a, uh, a really, uh, you know, well-executed pony mystery, it just, uh, you know, fills me with all the happies. Um, but uh, when I see nominations from other curators come through, what I am looking for, uh, first of all, is uh, you know, a basic level of uh, technical skill that the story is, uh, you know, written solidly. Um, and I just want it to make me uh, feel things. I want the story to accomplish the goals that it sets out for itself, which uh, a lot of the time is entertainment, but uh, um, many of the sort of stories that the RCL normally features, uh, you know, where we're getting sort of into the the literary side of the fanfic market uh, are stories that are going to be um, uh, stories that are trying to make a point or illustrate a theme and uh, for them to do what they set out to do. Well, um, interestingly enough, that leads to the next question. Mm -hmm. if, if you could induct any story not currently eligible written by a curator, et cetera, what story would you choose? Um, I'm going to say uh, Eakin's uh, Hard Reset, which is that specific story is not eligible uh, because it is a grandfathered in. Uh, it was in the Pony Fiction Vault, and we do not refeature stories that were in the Pony Fiction Vault. Um, the thing is that, uh, and this is a little bit RCL internal baseball, and I probably shouldn't be talking about this, so I'm going to stay a little bit vague, um, but we have uh, considered uh, some of Eakin's uh, other works, uh, specifically um, the uh, other stories in the Hard Reset verse, the sequels, and it's a really hard call to feature a sequel as a standalone story because a lot of times it builds so heavily on what came before it and we can say yes this story was great and we're not featuring it but we're featuring the one that comes after it and that gets a little bit weird um so i i think that uh i personally uh me speaking for me not the rcl uh you know feel that uh Eakin, uh deserves a feature uh and i'm 
I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I can, but uh, you know, there's that, uh, there, there's always that sort of internal debate that comes up of finding a story that everybody agrees, uh, uh, you know, represents the really high levels of, uh, you know, quality that we're, uh, that we're looking for. And I think if, you know, hard reset were eligible, it would be featured in a second, but, uh, but we have to sort of work around that. Um, so are you still there? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, so my, my mic did something weird. So okay. now we have uh, questions with Vylon. I'll do it really quick with my normal little jingle. It's just kind of questions with Vylon. We're running low on time, so that's not better. All right. Shining armor clock pick. Um, well, I, uh, <laughs> uh, we have previously established that, uh, I do fat to ponies. And so, um, I got the sort of enjoyment out of it that, uh, I hope that people get out of it as well. Um, so, uh, that's kind of the direct answer to the question. Um, I actually am a little bit proud of it because the one Shining Armor Clothic that is being referred to uh, was a bit of an experiment for me in that I was doing a second person uh, uh, fic being narrated by a first person narrator who is present on the scene, that being Shining Armor. Um, and it's got some very, uh, you know, experimental uh, structure, which I feel fairly happy with how I pulled off. Well, good. Fuck, yeah. Yeah. Um, RK Striker JK5 says, ever written for any non-MLP MLP franchises? If so, which ones? And if not, have you ever considered it? Um, I have... I'm... I'm trying to remember... Oh, yeah. Oh, I... That's right. I do have to answer yes to this question. Um, I wrote a troll fic uh, based on My Immortal when the movie Immortals came out. And I called it My Immortals, and it was about as bad as the movie is. And I posted it anonymously to uh, fanfiction.net, and I probably am going to have to dig up the link again at some point, aren't I? Um, I've got 15 minutes. Let me see if I can do that in the background while I'm talking. But uh -huh. uh, um, uh yeah, uh, I have not done serious uh, fanfic for other uh, franchises because I really haven't gotten into anything during my writing career the same way that I have into MLP. But uh, I'm sure that uh, before the end of my life, that will uh, I will be able to uh, say that that is true. Oh, that's simple enough. Um, yeah. Bradle says, "What is the strangest experience you've ever had at an MLP convention?" Uh, I'm going to refer back to my previous answer about the uh, drug drive. Yeah. Unless you've already looked at it. Um, oh, this is one of those IQ things, isn't it? Yeah. Um, da, da, da. Uh, I'm... The answer is 42. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to go with number five, but I reserve the right to change my answer if I actually get time to solve this properly. Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure it's number five. Yeah, that, um, I, I did not. There's some sort of IQ test thing going on, but what it is, is it's like um, there's uh, basically combinations as you, as you go uh, left to right or top to bottom uh, down the grid. Um, the 
figures combine in various ways. And so the question is, what yeah. is the thing that is the sum of bottom left plus bottom center, uh, which is also happens to be the sum of uh, top right plus uh, right center. And uh, it's there's there's some sort of negation going on. I don't want to explain the answer uh, in its entirety because we're on a time budget. I, I took it in column, so I got a totally different answer. OK. All right. Uh, do what, you have what do you think thoughts? it is? He thoughts on the Hypatia transracialism controversy? Uh, not off the top of my head. Um, I, the, I, I'm vaguely reminded of that by the, um, uh, I, I mean, I, 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 I think I know what that actually is, but not well enough to explain uh, for the benefit of viewers who don't. Um, and so, I'm going to say none well-formed enough to say even this drunk. Uh, and if Bridal wants to know more, we may in fact be meeting later this weekend for a uh, for a, a birthday dinner. So uh, um, I'll uh, I, I can uh, I, I can try and uh, jaw more about that privately. Well, hey, how long can Pele Hantu hide? This is a reference to uh, The Last Dreams of Pony Island, which is uh, um, a giant, uh, you know, orgy of murder, blood, and thunder uh, about a uh, remote colony of Equestria being destroyed uh, by uh, by minotaurs in the, from the jungle. Um, and so the short answer to that one is Palihantu can hide for approximately as long as the city of Pony Island continues to exist, which does not much past the end of the actual piece. We still... uh, oh, I'm looking okay. at our next question from oh, okay. poorly disguised alt. Hmm, okay. I wonder who did that. Uh-oh. Evidently hey. talented, wise, and handsome. Do you consider these your best qualities? Oh, heavens no. I'm, I'm humble. Okay. <laughs> Will you tell us about the story you released on the day of the podcast, which I've actually already put into the folder in the barcast, so you can find it there, guys. Talk to us about that. Um, it is called Administrative Angel, and it is about Principal Celestia and the fact that she always has wings in her dreams. And what I was trying to do uh, was basically do a deconstruction of uh, Celestia's character uh, based on the fact that nobody in, uh, I mean, Hasbro has not really gone into the background of Celestia and Luna that exist in the Equestria Girls verse. They just sort of exist and they are, uh, you know, principles and mortals and uh, they have these counterparts that raise the sun and the moon every day. And there is there are some weird imbalances that are going on. So I'm, I'm trying to sort of square that circle and actually provide a backstory for uh, Celestia and Luna and compare and contrast that with the tragedy of the Pony Sisters that we know. Do you explain why they have freakishly long legs? Um, you know, I could probably edit that into chapter three somewhere, but, uh, uh, you know, no, I, 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 I must admit to my failure. Oh, not kitty. I, I feel personally judged by the cat. That's all. Um, we're down to low time, so we're going to start rattling off questions fast here. Snuffy asks, 
How often do you have to tell those young whippersnappers to get off your lawn? Um, approximately once every 67 weeks. And that's not 67, that's 6D7, you know, as in like, you know, roll uh, six, seven-sided dice. Good job. All right. Do you prefer an older protagonist to a coming-of-age one? Um, an older protagonist, and this is totally selfish because, uh, um, you know, I find that I am at the age where I can't relate to, uh, you know, the uh, foals, uh, the, the struggles of the foals finding their cutie marks terribly much. Would you give Principal Celestia a kiss on the cheek? Hell yes. So far. Uh, one more time. Seven, so far. Um, to my great shame, I have been, uh, I have only seen a couple of episodes of season seven, and the problem is that I was trying to hold off and do that uh, on the one per week American schedule, and everybody else was watching them on the Canadian schedule, and I got a little bit salty about it. Uh, so I, I need to just sit down and catch up now that the American schedule is catching up a little bit more. But yes, uh, the, the episodes that I have watched have been good. Okay. Uh, five, Hasbro. Sell, buy, or hold? No, I think they're at a buy right now. Uh, they've got a pretty strong, uh, you know, and very diverse uh, range of properties, and uh, we're kind of reaching a time when, uh, you know, people are people want entertainment. Um, we've already asked, would you a thing pwn? So uh, we will start with fuck, Mary kill. Um, Eris and the cu cupcake version of Pinkie Pie. Uh, I don't know anything about Queen Umbra. What, uh, is, is this one that I can ask for context first, or are we just uh, going to... I think Queen Umbra is just... Yeah. Rule 63 Sombra. Oh, okay. Um, let's go... Um, let's go Mary Eris... Uh, because, you know, fuck is vaguely attractive, but you don't want to stick your dick in crazy. Um, uh, mm -hmm. fuck, uh, fuck Umbra, and then uh, um, kill uh, Cupcake Minky Pie. There you go. I think that's, I think that's wise. Yeah. Uh, would, you, would you rather read My Little Dashy that's been rewritten really terribly live, or read Enigma's Ember Fix? And Stella's My. Uh, Stella's the Flannel versus Stella story that has been written really badly. Throw me so throw throw me a bone here, uh, um, Enigma and uh, Flamin were first. Uh, just how bad are your stories? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Not to, not to stroke my own shaft and possibly flames, but I I think we're decent. Okay, well there you go. We have the, the we have it then. I'll I'll take that over my little dashy. Yay! Rob Cakern will love you for that, and he loves us too. Isn't that right, Robbie Cakes? Uh, do you know what a food pony is? Like ponies that represent food, and uh... um, I can probably guess from context, but give me the one sentence version. Food like pizza. So they're like actually like made out of that thing. Which one would you taste? Uh, oh, you are you are cutting out pretty hard and on. I'm sorry. Which one would you taste? Eat, taste. Um. Here you go. Here's an example. Here is pizza pie. Okay. 
Um, there you go. It's basically their food ponies. Okay. Um, wow. Uh, is there an alcohol pony? Yes. All right, yes. let's do that one. Alcohol okay. pony. Since, since Milk is not helping me out with the questions. Uh, which, which one am I reading? Sorry. Pencil. Oh, Sorry, uh, on. oh, God, these questions. Oh, uh, which one did we just do? That one, food pony. Number no, five! Number five by Sandra Faison! <laughs> Number five! <laughs> She cuts that right at the end of it. Out of all your appliances, electronics, and household items, what four would you change into a living equestria, a living equestria being for you everyday needs? For you everyday needs. Uh, for me everyday needs. Um, yes. Let's go with a. Uh, let's let's go with a bed pony. Um, actually, no, a bed Flufflepuff. Uh, if, if I get to choose uh, what uh, I'm actually. Um, which equestria uh, ponies that uh, I'm equestria beings that I'm, I'm actually using? Um, let's go a computer changeling. Uh, a, you know, I'd let, I let I'm I'm. Uh, how about a Timberwolf car that, or you know, a, a motorcycle or something like that? That would uh, you know the wolf cycle would be just sort of like you know, especially shooting flames out the side. Uh, you, you just sort of get the coolness out of it. That would be um, like then, a Wi-Fi unicorn who follows you around and gives you internet. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty useful out here. Um, and then let's go something something Q-tip. <laughs> because memes. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. What food pony or drink pony Daki Makura, I fucking hate that word so goddamn much, would you guys get yourselves if you had the money and were available? I guess which kind of food pony would you put on a pillow and hold it at night? Hmm. Vodka pone. Not anything greasy, let me fucking tell you. Dr. Pepper pone. <laughs> Dr. Pepper pillow? Ooh, that's saucy. <laughs> uh, let's do... Whoa, okay, what was your, what was your one, Horizon? Uh, um... I'll, I'll think about that while you're reading out the next question. Okie dokie. Uh, ooh, Priest isn't here. So Ravage and Otaku, what would you do if you got gender bend and you are like that for a month? That's a fucking stupid question. <laughs> oh, God. I'd infiltrate the lesbians and join their ranks. Okay. <laughs> what would you do, Rav? Oh, so many lewd things. So, so, so many lewd things. That's terrible. Uh, we're, skipping, we're, we're skipping this last one because that's kind of a stupid question anyway. Everybody's eating a squirrel and rat. We all do this. It's, that's normal. <laughs> Is having not enough alcohol the worst alcohol problem? Um, well, drowning in alcohol is pretty bad, too. Mm. There are sober children in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Is life like a hurricane? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Yes. If by if by hurricane you mean I get blown all the time, then no, no, it's not. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, that one was good. Are race cars, lasers, and airplanes a duck blur? God, I don't even know what the fuck that means. I think I see where this is going. Um, yes, yes, they are. 
Would you solve a mystery or rewrite hister? What? Oh, that fucker. <laughs> He's doing the goddamn DuckTales theme. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yes. Yes, you can. You know what? Yeah. All right. <laughs> God damn it. Hmm. Okay. DuckTales was awesome. You know what? I never watched it. Not going to lie. I tried to rewatch it recently, and I couldn't stand it. I prefer the horrific. Uh, I prefer the horrific remake of the theme song. <laughs> A couple of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Who, who did the horrific remake of the theme song? Three questions, milk three questions, go! <laughs> Fuck. What's your favorite ice cream? Um, uh, green tea. Ooh, that's a good one. What's who's your favorite villain across any fiction or whatever? And would you bang them? Um. Wow. Uh, the answer to the second question is yes. Uh, um, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Fair enough. If a changeling drinks every time a changeling says changeling, does it come out of the holes in their changeling legs? Uh, the holes are actually for smell, so I guess it depends on whether it's uh, coming out through your nose or not. Um, that's uh, uh, If you're drinking enough that it's coming out of your nose, you're probably doing something wrong. Booze and nostrils probably don't mix, but I'll give you that one. Yeah. Even though you are totally not a changeling, wink, wink, what do you think of all the changeling characters in all of the changeling stories, especially after the canon changeling character in the changeling episode? <laughs> Best ponies. Drink your heart out. Come on. You come on. You told me that we... I am, I am. So mean. Oh my god. Are you serious? The last one. The last one. Just do it. What is the key to getting in the feature box with as little effort as possible? From the user named Failure. Um, have 6,000 followers? <laughs> well, fa fa Failure hates me right now because apparently I didn't give enough feedback to our writing contest, so whatever. Hi, Failure. I'll give you your feedback shortly. <laughs> oh, dear god. If I can have one final moment of being, you know, slightly nicer, um, the key to getting the feature box with as little effort as possible, if you don't have 6,000 followers, um, I think is to have a great idea. Um, get some good cover.